Jason. How are you this morning? Hey, Chris. Doing well. How about you? Oh, I can't complain. Yeah. Merry Christmas. I know. It's getting yeah, so close. Yeah. yeah. And leading a serving podcast. Episode? Number six, right? Right. I mean, we're already getting to the level that I'm having a hard time counting. So right. we're... we just keep going. We're just going to keep going. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, well, what have you been up to, man? You've been, been you know, prepping for Christmas and any parties or... You know, we, we actually did try to set up a party and then... My wife ordered the invitations and everything. We filled them into the envelopes and everything, get ready to send them out, and realized that my daughter had an orchestra concert that night. Oh, no. And the party was supposed to be at our house. So needless to say, it's just a good thing we didn't send them out, except just, I have a whole bunch of invitations out there that I purchased. Yeah, that just Sharpie a new date on it. Right. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So how about oh, you? Man. What are you up to? Man, we are um, we're, we're trying to get back into this weird swing as a family between Thanksgiving and Christmas of school rhythms and you know I don't know it's just a it's just a weird time you know because you just it's normal rhythms but it's only for what two and a half three weeks I know and I'm like oh, my kids get out early yeah. like the seventeenth I think is their last day oh, they really? have like two weeks off wow. It's crazy. No. I'm looking forward to some time off, but it probably yeah. won't come till after Christmas. So we'll yeah. hang it in there. That's that's the story of our game at the moment. So yeah, I'm looking forward to some downtime too. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, we are um, we got an interview coming up here in a little bit with Thomas. Um, kind of excited about that. I've known yes. Thomas for a number of years, and uh, excited about what he uh, can bring to the table today. But in the meantime, we've been talking about. Um, kind of this idea of intentional versus accidental leadership in our lives that right. that really we influence everyone around us, mm-hmm. situations, environments, all the time, right. whether we mean to or not. And this is a great time of year to be talking about it because it is a lot of people are working on goals right now for 2022. Absolutely. And being about intentional. Absolutely. We're thinking about next year, but also we're thinking about how do we invest in our families. And mm-hmm. um, you know, one of our recent guests talked about uh, the gift of being present. Right. You know, and so are we intentionally influencing our family and our friends and you know, during the Christmas season as well. So mm-hmm. man, it's a it's a hard time of year to to be fully intentional in every area of our lives like that. Right. It's really tough. Really tough. It is. And so um so as as we think about leadership, whether that's in our families, whether it's in our businesses, um, there's this idea of what is it like to be on the other side of Jason Kemp? That that's a question that I try and ask myself regularly. Mm-hmm. I sometimes run from it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Just keeping it real, right? But but what's it like to you know for my family? What's it like to live in the home with me? Mm-hmm. What's it like on the other side of me in the home? Right. What's it like uh, on the other side of the table for me at, at work, or you know, across the desk, or you know, across the lunch table with you know somebody where I'm leading or serving with, or you know, trying just to serve them? What's it like? What's mm-hmm. it like on the other side of Chris Wood? You know, that is a good question, and it's one to definitely reflect on. That's for sure. Absolutely. Or and even ask the people around you. Um, yeah. To get some insight. Yeah, and you need to buckle up and be ready for that. Yep, you know, still working on that. You know, that's that's uh, <laughs> it's the gift that at least I know your wife and my wife bring to the table of they'll, they'll shoot straight. Yep, they will. they will. Um, but there's this there's this pattern that if we if we think about to be able to bring intentional influence and leadership to those around us, mm-hmm. we need to know ourselves. Right. We need to we need to do that deep dive and be willing to ask the hard questions, not just of ourselves, but allowing others to speak into that as well. That um, there's kind of this pattern in our life that um, we can start from either end, and we'll start from the bottom up this time. Um, that we have ingrained tendencies within us. 
Correct. Just the way we've you know, been wired, the way we've been raised. Mm-hmm. We just have tendencies. And those tendencies create patterns or actions in our lives mm-hmm. um, that, we, that we act on these tendencies. And because of those actions, that breeds consequences. Mm-hmm. And consequences are not always negative. Right. Sometimes they're positive consequences, That's you know, exactly which is right. excellent things, which then begins to shape a reality around us. Mm-hmm. And so that's where that question of what is it like to be on the other side of the table from yourself? What is that reality? Is it a positive? Is it a negative? Is it, you know, we talked about healthy leadership. Are you multiplying your health, you know, mm-hmm. healthy leadership, healthy influence into others? Right. Or are you detracting? Are you subtracting away from that? Um, and so you can go from the bottom up on that and you can start thinking about what are some of my tendencies? You know, I, you know, I, I, I have a value of, of a tendency. This is something that I want to do in my life and that creates a pattern of action and consequences and reality around us. Or we can go from the top down and we can go, you know, I keep hearing feedback that 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 I'm that I'm hard to be around or you know, right. there's a certain a certain type of feedback and and we can backtrack that. Mm-hmm. Of, okay, here's the reality. Well, what are the what are the what are the consequences and the actions that are feeding into that reality? Mm-hmm. Why do people feel that way? Right. And then we boil that down to our our ingrained tendencies, our natural patterns and going, "Oh, because I do this, this is why people feel that way." Right. You know? And so, um, you know, for example, I had a I had a, a good friend, a coworker, uh, call me on the table last week. Mm-hmm. That uh, toward the end of the day, he was like, "Dude, I just don't feel like you're present today. Mm. Are, you, are you doing okay? Are you doing okay?" And and I and so I I kind of started backtracking this, going, "Why did he? Why did he sense that I was just exhausted and just mm-hmm. done?" Right. That I wasn't even really quite there, even though I was trying to be. Mm-hmm. That was the reality that day. And so I backtracked that all the way to the tendencies of, I just don't, I, I don't want to quit. Mm-hmm. I want to be loyal. I want to be, I want to be a hard worker. I want to, right. you know, which is a, which is a solid value. Right. I mean, it's something that, that is admirable. And so that leads me to just sacrificing a little bit more, giving a little bit more, mm-hmm. not stopping, um, which then the consequence is... I start getting exhausted. Yeah, I start getting tired. I don't take the time to refuel or right. or take care of you. renew exactly. And mm-hmm. and so when I get to a certain level of exhaustion, I can no longer show up mm-hmm. in the place that I'm leading in the place of influence and be at my best. Right. And so I went from you know health over, <laughs> you know, just a matter of a couple of days of of declining into exhaustion and burnout of just going. I I'm trying to show up today, but I just don't have what it. I just don't have it within me, you know, Uh and and it would have been better for me that day to back off, Uh, take a, I've got an extra vacation day, take a day off, (laughs) renew, rest a little bit, you know, and uh, start over the next day. It's hard to, it's hard to, especially in our world where we're running nonstop right now, right? So in in the midst of all these holidays, this is, this is one of those times where, hey, you know what? Just because you didn't plan to take a vacation day today, it might be a good thing to help you get through the rest of your week and be more solid and more um, helpful to make sure you're not detracting from others around you while you're trying to lead, like we talked right. about well, last week. Right. So, I yeah, because we, we talked about you can't give away what you don't have. Right. And I didn't have it that day. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. Right. And I don't know that, um, and truly, like, um, I don't know that everybody's going to have it every day. You know no. what I mean? I mean, you just Absolutely. you just can't. It's just we're all human, right? So I don't think you're expected to, but it's also just like you said, you have to know yourself. Right. You have to know yourself. Know where you're at. Try to take an assessment. 
mm-hmm. and and look at those around you that are you're working with that you know that might need to call you out and say, hey, do you need help with something? Right. That's awesome. Right. Because some very foundational values that are good, mm-hmm. they're full of integrity, that are full of of truth and 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 good intention, can accidentally create negative realities realities around us. Mm-hmm. And and we just need to be aware of those things right. as leaders. And know Recognize when them for what they are. Right. And know when to slow down, know when to push forward, know right. when to um, you know, seek that input of others. Right. And so And there's different seasons and different times that where things change where so you might have to do new assessments more often than you think. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? so, so you know, we we talk about the balance of the season that we've got um you know, the new year coming up and, and goals, um, this would be a great thing to begin processing through uh-huh. as an individual, as a leader going, what is the reality around me? What's it like to sit on the other side of myself? Uh-huh. And if there's some negative things around that, let's back that up. Let's right. dig back into our actions and our tendencies that are creating those consequences that's creating that reality. How can we, how can we begin to shift that? How can we change some of our root behaviors in that? Well, you can tell me more about what I'm doing wrong later, okay? <laughs> Um, Chris, I got a list. Where's that? Where is that list? Let's see. No. Um, so tell us about Tom. Yeah. So this is uh, uh, Thomas Burris is uh, our interview today. Um, I met Thomas a number of years ago. Um, he's an IT specialist, professional. Okay. Um, he's been working um, worked for a couple different companies locally here, and then uh, a couple years ago started off on his own business. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, Simple IT. Uh, Indy, and uh, he actually is uh, one of our IT providers uh, for some stuff that I do. So I um, get to work with Thomas in and out uh, throughout the weeks. Uh, sometimes, you know, in the blessed world of technology, it's super quiet, and then all of a sudden the dumpster's on fire. So <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's my go-to guy to, to call awesome. on for putting out dumpster fires. So, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Well, let's chat with him. All right. Sounds good. Well, hey, Thomas, welcome. Glad you're here for uh, the podcast, Leading and Serving. Yeah. Glad, glad you joined us, man. Thanks, thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Hey, um, we would like to just hear a little bit about your journey initially. How did, hey, are you, who's your native and how'd you get to Indy at this point? Oh, yeah, I guess that's how you define native. I was born in Missouri, but then like we moved to Indianapolis when I was like a year and a half and have lived in the area for all but probably three years. I think that counts. Yeah. 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 So I'm 35, so like 30 out of 35 years have been in Indiana, I guess. That works. That works, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, you uh, um, are co-owners of Simple IT here in India, yep. right? Yep. Okay. Uh, tell us about your journey of getting to this point. What uh, what kind of got you to entrepreneurship and, and technology? Yeah, um, that's a long, sordid tale. Uh, so I started out in ministry right out of college, went to... Huntington University up by Fort Wayne, got a youth degree, a youth ministry degree, uh, moved to Wisconsin, graduated in 2008 in the middle of a global, well, I guess, a, yeah, no, it was a global economic recession. Like right. everything went down. Right, that was right. right here. Yeah. So like I was getting married and took the first job that was offered to me. Uh, and that was Smart. in a small <laughs> suburb of Madison, Wisconsin, right? My wife's like, you kind of need to have a job if this is going to happen. So, uh, yeah, we were up there for like three years and then um, kind of felt um, prompting to come back to Indy to work with a church plant that was here and was working 
doing that as like an intern, raising support, but also working for a local computer shop that had a store in the Greenwood Mall and then, you know, have just kind of, kind of moved around with them a little bit as they transformed. Uh, and then in probably, what, what was six years ago? A long time ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> 2015. Uh, 20, 15, yeah, somewhere yeah 2015. Um, made a jump or I guess a transition out of ministry completely in any capacity from a paid standpoint and went full-time technology at that point. Um, started doing consulting kind of as a side hustle for fri- yeah, five, six years, five years. And then last year in the middle of 2020, took the leap. Maybe I was pushed, pushed <laughs> into... Uh, Doing it full time, yeah. And okay. that, is that a passion? Is the IT thing was that a passion? Because obviously, no. it started out in ministry. I hate it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, no. Like, yeah, I, th- I think you know some of the formative memories are going all the way back to when I was probably in like fourth or fifth grade, maybe middle school. And like my parents, we got an IBM computer that was running Windows 3.1, and I was just fascinated with it. And not from like the programming side of it. I don't get into that at all, but just like all of the stuff that it could do was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like just kind of figuring out how could I push the bounds of what it can do. Um, yeah. So it, always kind of a tinkerer with technology to the point that I'm like, man, I've got all of this knowledge and mm-hmm. that I've kind of built over time. And, you know, six years ago, went back to school and got like a degree online through Western Governors University to kind of shore up and fill in the gaps and everything that I'd learned. So, um, yeah, definitely a passion. Love using it. Love figuring out ways to help it make um, people's lives more effective, especially in business. That's awesome. I, yeah, I got to say, I really appreciate that because I don't enjoy it. So I really appreciate you already. <laughs> Good. Yeah, my, my philosophy on technology, especially in the workplace, is that it should be invisible. It should do what it's supposed to do and not cause any problems. And Thomas is a huge part of making that run smooth. And so we're we're grateful for guys like you. And, and so when I throw it across the room, that's making it go invisible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Throwing it through a window doesn't count. Okay, just just checking. Right. Yeah. We always say like before you decide to put it in the trash can and light it on fire, at least give us a call first. Oh, I love that theory. And then, and then, if you still don't, just then you're, I'm okay with you putting it in the trash and lighting it on fire. Okay, yeah. it's okay. Yeah, I like that. So you went from uh, basically a, a solopreneur type situation where you were uh, just doing a side hustle on your own, um, and then this last year you you took that jump into more formalized setting with a business partner, with a friend, mm-hmm. um, and you know doing the LLC route. Um, you mentioned either jumping or pushing, <laughs> being pushed. Uh, what kind of led to, yeah, we need to formalize this a little bit more. Um, yeah, so I had a pretty good client base on the IT support and services side of things um, and was also working full-time doing some database administration for companies around town. Uh, was definitely feeling the stretch of almost having too much and like starting to feel that push. And then uh, in the middle of 2020, lost a job. And my friend, business partner, he had some clients and said, I don't really want to do the technology stuff for them. Let's merge. And then you can kind of take on all of that stuff. So unfortunate circumstance, 
turned into opportunity, and nice. here we are. That's awesome. That's cool. Um, what a, in your line of work being in technology? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you know, a lot of a lot of industries change quickly. You know, there's either government regulations or laws passed down, or things change in our culture. Blah blah blah. But uh, technology never changes, right? Um, <laughs> what is the value never. of of agility? Uh, you know, being a learner in in life in general, but specifically within technology. Uh, I mean, yeah, you you have to keep learning because things are always changing, right? Like there's new hardware every year across the board for everybody because everybody's trying to make money. And so they're always trying to push the envelope and they're releasing new hardware. So you have to figure out how that fits into what is already going on, understanding what's going on with it. Um, Cause you're always gonna have the people who come and say, we need to have the latest and greatest. And my job is to go, okay, let's pause. Do we really need the latest and greatest? Is that what's going to be the most beneficial for the company across the board? Uh, And then if yes, how do we make a plan to phase that in? Because you can't just go, hey, everybody, here's new phones. And it's got these cool stuff, right? You have to have a transition period. You got to be able to test it and pilot it and make sure it works before you actually dump a bunch of money into making a, a change. So Definitely all about change, but like planned phase change instead of just like overnight, here we go, here's a new system, let's roll mm-hmm. with it. Uh, yeah, and, and being able to understand really like behind the scenes, everybody puts on a good show and says, here's all these great things you can do. And then you start to peel back the layers and you go, oh, maybe this isn't right for what we want, even though it sounded up front like it would be a good fit. We actually need to, to choose and go a different direction and stay with something else or, or go with a different solution. Yeah, so that's part of my job is to kind of hold the reins in tension of... So you do you do consulting at, at mm-hmm. some level just to start them off at some... Like you walk them through that process. Right, yeah. Because yep. I know plenty of entrepreneurs that come up with plans and, hey, let's do this. And then yeah. I know I know from my personal experience, like I don't... It doesn't always... It's like it's not always the most beneficial thing for my business, right. but I need somebody like you to come in and have a conversation with me to go, hey, by the way, this isn't maybe necessary for you what you need. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In a stand from the standpoint of like, <clears throat> yes, a lot of entrepreneurs, business owners, you know, you have those very driven, high level visionary type personalities who are like, I'm totally that guy. Yeah, we're gonna do this thing and it's gonna be great. And then it's like shiny. <laughs> you know, I, I try to walk I try to balance and walk that line between like, yes, it is. Let's awesome that's awesome. Let's go for it and mm-hmm. make sure that it's actually gonna deliver what it's supposed to deliver. That's awesome. Um before you just like start swiping your credit card and all that all that good stuff. Yeah. That's a great leadership <laughs> right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's great. So if uh you know, if there's uh, small business owners out there who are contemplating these shiny new toys and, oh, this will, this is the answer to all my woes as a mm-hmm. business, right? Um, what is one of the uh, – maybe it, maybe it falls in the category of a pet peeve for you <laughs> or maybe it's a category of, um, you know, if, if business owners, if, you know, just grasp this one concept. What, um, what, what would it be around technology that business owners really just need to get a handle on? Yeah. I mean, immediately the thing that I think is we're always trying to solve a problem we don't really understand. Oh, that's it. Yeah. So we like, and I, I do this 
professionally and personally, and I think everybody does it personally, we feel like there's a tension and a problem. We don't really fully understand the problem, but we're looking for the solution before we really can go, this is what is going on. This is what I'm feeling. This is what we need. What's the right solution to that? And, you know, bouncing it off of other people, which is hard in a business where you're either like a solopreneur or an entrepreneur and you're running at a million miles an hour and everything's really hot and fast. And, you know, to take that time to go, okay, let's not hit the brakes, but maybe let up off the gas a little bit to understand what is the problem Uh and then find a solution before you just go, oh, yeah, this thing will be the great next thing. Uh So let's invest in it, whether it's a point of sale system or a piece of software or new hardware or, right, it's just you end up six months later feeling the exact same thing after having spent a lot of money. (laughs) Uh Yeah. So... Uh, redirecting back more, a little bit more to the personal side of things, um, as you went through the journey of side hustle to formulating a LLC and, um, you know, you mentioned you're married, I know you've got some kids and, uh, you guys homeschool and do a lot of things out of the home, right? Uh, yeah. So what are, what are some values along the way that have really guided the decisions you've made, the, um, the actions that you take in your business or in your home mm. life? Um, what are some, some of those, uh, kind of cornerstone values that you guys hold on to? Yeah, I think the biggest thing probably for me right now as my kids start to get older is seeing like, and I was thinking about this in preparation, that success doesn't always leave a legacy, but a legacy will always leave success. And I'll unpack that for a second. Yeah, that'd be great. Right? There's going to be a lot of dead air if you don't. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to know. Especially being... Like, I'm 35, I'm in that, like, early millennial phase, Mm -hmm. and you see a lot of these other, culturally, we highlight these people who were, like, in their 20s and millionaires because they built some app that sucks the soul out of everybody, but then, (laughs) and then they try to pivot it to, no, this is really a great thing, like, like, this is great, right, and and I'm not saying any names, but, um, like, we always highlight those huge immediate success stories, and then you look down the road, and, like, they're struggling with what is the legacy that they're leaving? For me, like, I could invest a ton of time and energy into the business, take away a ton of time from my family uh, and my wife and kids, and they end up hating me and we're estranged and don't talk to each other. Or, like, the business isn't everything. Um, it's just another opportunity to leave something behind to last. That's the goal. It's like, how do we make this something that stays the course and can last long term, but also balancing that with how do I do that with my kids, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, when I'm gone, hopefully they're still around and their kids and their kids and their kids. Right. That to me is more important than having a ton of money in the bank right now and having a hugely successful thing that I'm just burned out on. Mm. That, that totally uh, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. We were just talking about that a couple of episodes ago that you can, um, you can succeed in business and yet fail in life. Right. Totally. And, you know, a lot of times we get that backwards. Yeah. Yeah. The, and the problem with that is if you succeed in business, fail in life, your chapter in the story will be really short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll be quickly forgotten. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you can find that balance, then the story continues. How do you leave a legacy in the next generations? And, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But failure is also a part of our journeys. 
right. <laughs> hopefully yeah. not major catastrophic, right? right. But um, I mean, we all go through failures. We all go through regrets. What's something that uh, you've gone through in life that have taught you some valuable lessons or have you've been able to turn around into great success? Yeah. There's so many, I don't know which one to talk about. Um, I mean, I think some of it is just a yeah. I mean, I've had a lot of micro failures throughout life, and it's what, always. What would you define as a micro failure? Well, like it's a, not something like catastrophic. Ca- yeah, it's just yeah, something. Right. It's not like the ship is sinking, everybody abandoned ship. Okay. Um, but just you know, bumps along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say transitioning out of ministry felt like a failure, mm. even though it probably wasn't, mm-hmm. right? Like my wife and I both went to school for this, spent a ton of money, well, took on a ton of debt. Uh, <laughs> right. We're still spending still a ton spending of money, ton of money. <laughs> uh, on this thing. Um, and that was really hard because when I made the shift to working in technology and you know she made a shift into being a stay-at-home mom and homeschooling our kids, it seemed like we had this unifying thing in in being in ministry and being able to focus on that and enjoy doing those things together to all of a sudden feeling like we were moving in different directions, which mm-hmm. was a, a hard thing for us to figure out. And we still haven't figured it out mm-hmm. well, right? Like it still feels like a, you have your thing, you have your thing, but how do we, how do those two touch or come together and mm-hmm. meet in the middle do they at all? I don't know. Yeah, like like I said, we still haven't figured it out. Um, but that definitely felt like a failure, right? It felt like we were working towards something, it didn't work out, and then we just kind of moved on so to you, the next thing. So how, how do you bring that into what you're doing now? Like, do you see your business as somewhat of a ministry for you? Or somewhat of a, you know, we're, we we always talk about, you know, leading and serving, mm-hmm. and and ministry or not, like at some level you are serving others in right. a different capacity. Yep. Yeah. Which, exactly. Um, I, I'm just curious to know, is that the way you see your business? Yeah, I think the whole idea behind seeing it as a an opportunity to leave a legacy, mm-hmm. serving is a huge part of that. Not only our clients, right? Like we're not trying to. Um, sign contracts and get a lot of money that we're over-promising and under-delivering, but we're mm-hmm. really trying to do what's good for the client yep. and help them make the right decisions um, and have those conversations and really see ourselves as partners for their success. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are other things that we've been trying to do. Uh, like we wanted to start an apprenticeship program, which, I mean, we're still really small right now and that's not feasible for us, but I think long-term it's in in the in the goals mm-hmm. for us to have some sort of like, how do we partner with what's already going on in the city mm-hmm. to help give student high school students an opportunity to get some skills and then potentially walk out of high school into technology roles. I know like we wanted to do something like that and kind of grow it ourselves. There's a lot of other organizations in the city that are already doing that. So like maybe it's partnering with them, but how do we find the ways to give opportunity to other people um, mm-hmm. that may not necessarily have that opportunity. Um, yeah, we uh, always say, how do we say it? It's like technology and technology support is almost like a light blue collar mm-hmm. um, because it was it has traditionally been white collar. You had to go learn a bunch of skills. But now it's moving more into 
a blue collar role where like we can train you and don't necessarily need you to have a four year degree, but we can walk you through what we think is important for you to know and help you get the certifications and then move into a role, right? Like mm. it's not necessarily a four year college degree job anymore. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just going to continue to, to move in that direction. The more we have like AI and machine learning and automation right. and robotics and all those kinds of things, right? Like we see it now where blue collar workers are now really just robot managers uh-huh. as opposed to doing what they had traditionally done before. Which is managing people. Right. Right. Yep. Or, you know, they're the ones welding right. car parts together, working on the assembly line. Like now they're managing the robots that work on the assembly right. line. So l- let me ask you this. I got another question for you. In talking about your business in the last year, what are some of the things that you've really learned from being, I mean, cause you've been in business in the midst, you started like a while back, but then mm-hmm. kind of went official last year in the first year of being official. What, what would you say you've something you've learned that you didn't expect to learn actually being now um, official for a year or a little over a year? Yeah, nothing. I didn't learn anything. No, <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, a good, a good year for him. Yeah, it was, good, <laughs> it was a great year. No, I think. Um, Besides that you didn't like COVID. Right. Yeah. yeah right, right. Who did? Right. Probably the biggest thing that I've learned is managing expectations because I think mm. I've always had kind of a, you know, I have expectations in my head on the way I think things should go, mm-hmm. and they don't go that way, which ends up leading to a lot of disappointment and resentment. But really having that opportunity mindset of, oh, we didn't hit this number or we didn't make this goal. What do we need to do in order to get to it? Like uh-huh. what, what you know, doing the postmortems and the looking back and going, what did we not do right? What can we do? And seeing, again, failure as another opportunity to just shift and p- pivot a little bit, you know, um, to make it happen the next time or to, to work towards getting to whatever astronomical number we want. Right, whatever your goal is. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Good. Yeah. So even though you're 35, what would, uh, if you had the chance to have, uh, if you had the chance to give, uh, you know, the the 20-something Thomas Burris some advice, you're sitting down with coffee um, with your younger self, what would Mm. you, what would you tell him? Uh, Buy Bitcoin. (laughs) 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 Right, like, it was a thing. That's too funny. It was, it was. That would have been about the right time to get in. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. like put five bucks in. Right. Um, yeah, I think probably the big thing is like it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. That's a huge thing that I've had to learn in the last year also, right? Again, going back to like it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not hit numbers and goals, right? Uh-huh. They're there for a reason um, to give you something to aim towards. But if you don't, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You can look at it understand where you went wrong mm-hmm. and then adjust to make the next move or where the next, you know, where the course correction needs to be. Mm-hmm. So I think I always grew up with like a huge fear of rejection of if I don't do this thing perfectly the first time, then it's just worthless as opposed to, um, I can do something. I can try to do it really well. If it doesn't end up being perfect, that's okay. I can just keep trying and figuring it out. Uh, as opposed to having this persona of everything's together, everything's great, I've got it made. Um, yeah. 
That's a, that's a great, and I mean, you said something earlier that I think goes hand in hand with that, which was managing expectations. Like, I think at some level you look at things, some people look at things, or I've, I've probably done it in the past. I know I have. It's like, I thought I looked at something and I was like, I don't really want, you know, I, I don't know that I can do that perfectly. And then, but if you don't start somewhere, mm-hmm. you have nothing to work with. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah, exactly. You don't know if you're going to fail or you're going to succeed, but you don't know because you haven't done anything. Right. So right. it's like, exactly. you got to start somewhere. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. And I think I've been in that position a ton of times where it's like something seems so overwhelming and daunting, and I uh-huh. feel like I have to do it perfectly immediately, and so I just don't even try, uh-huh. um, because then I know that I'll at least be successful in not trying. Right. <laughs> I'll be successful. Just won't be in the right thing. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I want to I want to look forward a little bit, because just by nature, the field of technology is a forward thinking industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all about what's around the next corner, right? Um, what um, I, I guess I guess two questions. One would be around security online, um, things that um, you see in the with the clients you work for, families, you know, different things like that. I mean, all of our kids have have iPads in the schools, or you know, they're right. I imagine most of the homeschool curriculums, at least when we did homeschooling, was largely internet based as well. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of those. Um, so what um, what are you seeing in terms of security? Um, and then, um, you know, you mentioned AI and robots and all this, you know, machine mm-hmm. learning and such. Um, what do you see coming down the road um, of things that um, you're excited about in the world of technology or not so excited about? <laughs> I guess it could go either way, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think everything you're excited about also has an element of, like, here are reasons why you shouldn't be excited about it. I mean, I think <laughs> there's a ton of stuff coming out with robotics and AI and, you know, you see it. I, I guess in some ways it's like the frog in the pot of water where, mm-hmm. like, it slowly boils and yeah. slow, like, you know, you look at restaurants that used to have cash registers or even before cash registers and they just had to make the change and do all the math. Mm-hmm. Then you slowly have the cash register with all the giant buttons and it can do the math and then you've got these computers that are doing it and now you walk into some restaurants and you can either just order from your phone and they just need someone to bring it out to you or, mm-hmm. you know, like, so we're, we're seeing job replacement in a lot of areas. And even though we like, we see it in some areas and we get really angry that like they're automating these things now they've been doing, it's been going on for a long time that we just haven't noticed it. Right. Um, to the point that, yeah, I mean, you can walk into some restaurants now and just, you don't even have to interact with a person until they yell your number. Um, uh-huh. I think that's gonna, I mean, that's gonna continue. Right. Right. Um, they're going to, things are going to continue to move towards automation and self-service and those kinds of things. Um, And you've got AI and machine learning all running under that to present you, here's what we think you're going to want next. The scary thing with that is, like, it is going to create fewer jobs, right? It's going to take away jobs. There are going to be skills that are needed Uh to help service those things, right? So it's just trans. It's a transition, right? Right. Um, but I mean, I am excited to see how those elements can help, especially businesses, work faster and be mm-hmm. more efficient and agile and nimble, and um, make better decisions and you know, course correct faster, as opposed to not having that data present and able to. Um, make that information or, you know, it takes longer to come to that decision because you've got to sort through the data. You know, there's going to be a continued bleeding of 
the edges between like personal and professional mm-hmm. um, data. Uh, and so from a business standpoint, you're going to have to continue to understand and set those guidelines. Um, the biggest security risk is always the, you know, the 24 inches between the keyboard and the back of the chair. Um, and that's the person in the seat. So, I mean, there's going to be greater threats coming in ransomware. We've seen huge increases in that. Um, I mean, there's just always going to be more and more and more. So password security, Microsoft and a lot of other people have started to move towards password-less authentication, which is really just biometric, right? So your, your face or your fingerprint is your password now. And they can use other, uh, like other security languages to talk to the apps that run your business so that you don't really have to have a password anymore. You just tell your primary authentication source to go let me into whatever, um, which is great because it creates stronger security connections between those different pieces. Um, yeah, I, I think security is going to be the big thing for a long time because there are always going to be people who are trying to get in. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see more and more of those security vulnerabilities being driven by AI and machine learning, right? Because really all it is is an algorithm that you're teaching to do certain things, Yeah. Uh right? So, you know, we could eventually have a giant supervillain AI that's trying to break into everybody's stuff (laughs) because somebody somewhere was like, we should try to break into people's stuff and use AI to do it. Um, wow, I feel better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think sec- having a security mindset is always going to be critical and key, and understanding that like people's personal lives and their professional lives are always going to be kind of in connection with one another, and so you're going to have to put in the right parameters to make sure that those are both secure. Right. Well, a couple of last questions. Lightning round. You ready for this? Yeah. You ready? Sure. All right. So this is like, I don't know, five, six, seven questions in five or six minutes. How's that? So, and we're going to get into the holidays a little bit because this will release um, a little bit before Christmas. So cool. a few Christmas questions. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So we'll start with Christmas. How's that? Favorite Christmas treat? One of my grandmas used to make what she called candy trash all the time. Sounds right? awesome. Sounds awesome. Uh, and it was really just like she had a bowl of pretzels and raisins and M&Ms and candies and all that. And then you just like dump almond bark over it. And so it just all kind of clumps together and you just, yeah. But it was like an only at Christmas thing that right. you, awesome. you made it. Yeah. Sounds okay. Good. Not bad. Candy trash. I'm Candy trash. Hungry. Favorite Christmas movie or yeah. TV show? Oh, Christmas movie Die Hard. Ooh. <laughs> you're like getting into controversial territory. Nice. How is it? I, I still don't understand how it's controversial. What constitutes a Christmas movie? Uh, I don't know. You know, that's, that's another podcast. Exactly. We'll, we'll get into <laughs> that another day. All right. Uh, favorite uh, Christmas song? Uh, favorite Christmas song? Mm, probably O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Oh, okay. That's a good one. That's not, a, that's not the most common that I hear, but I like that. There you That's go. good. That's good. Uh, the next question was kind of fa- favorite family game or activity. Mm, yeah. Uh, 
like my kids are really into playing two card games, Exploding Kittens and Unstable Unicorns. Love those. Yeah, so those are, I mean, like, we just play those all the time. Right, that's just it. Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza is another one. I saw that one for the first time. Same, same. That one's really easy for, like, my six-year-old to play because she doesn't necessarily have to, like, be able to read the cards to understand what's going on. Apparently I'm missing out. I don't know any of those. Yeah, Yeah. no. Favorite app on your phone or iPad? Oh, favorite app. We probably use Disney Plus all the time, right? Because I mean, I have kids, right? Let's yeah. be honest here. Uh-huh. That's it's one a of them. Yeah. Um, although, so like game-wise, Sneaky Sasquatch. I'll be looking that one up. Yep, totally. Um, <laughs> Once again, I'm missing out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a really fun, goofy game, but it's also like they, they were really thoughtful in how they made it, and there's a lot of like little things that you can do that keep you coming back to – keep playing it, right? Like there's an overarching an overarching storyline that you have to, as a Sasquatch, complete. Um, but then there's a lot of little things that you can do that you're like, this is funny because these are normal human things and it's a Sasquatch doing them. I would probably say that's the top one right now because everything else is just like Gmail, right. remote right. desktop stuff. All the stuff. frequent yeah, stuff. But right. Right. Yeah. Sneaky Sasquatch. Sneaky All Sasquatch. right. So Thomas, what's the best way to be in touch with you. If somebody wants to know more about technology and their business, what's the best way to be in touch with you guys? Uh, Yeah. I mean, the business is on Instagram and Twitter. They're both at simple IT indie, like short for Indianapolis. Um, I know I follow you on LinkedIn. I see you there. LinkedIn is a good place to connect with me and follow the business page. I mean, we're more on LinkedIn just because we're more business focused. So, and then our website, simpleitindie.com. Well, Thomas, thank you for joining us today. Yes, thanks again for imparting your wisdom with all these yeah, games we, that I'm missing out on. That's right. You can go out and be Sasquatching and right. Taco Cat. Let's talk to my kids about yeah. this stuff. I'm like, maybe they probably know it. That's right. So, <laughs> hey, man, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks You're for awesome. joining us. Yep. And uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Thanks. Man, I tell you what. It just talking about what we were talking about before we started talking to Thomas today and, and him coming in and discussing the plan. And I got to tell you, Jason, I wrote down what he said because I think it was influential because I think I forget about it. And he said, success isn't always a legacy. A legacy is always a success. Yeah. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I, I know that doesn't sound profound, but it was just like... Bring go back to the basics. Let's let's talk about this. Let's talk about the actions that we talked about when mm-hmm. we first started, you know, this podcast right. today, and talking about what they are, what the actions and consequences are con, con, connected. Obviously, right. Mm-hmm. So, and even in its failures, he was talking about how, um, you know, there was a reason for, you know, now that I have this, I can go back and look at why it came out this way or why it didn't, why it wasn't a success, why it was a failure or why it was need to be tweaked. Mm-hmm. So it's just, um, and in the IT world, like I, I gotta be honest with you. That's not my cup of tea. You know that. Right. right. Like you're, you, you're deep in this way more than I am. I call you when I have problems. Right. So <laughs> it, but it was just great to, to listen to him and, you know, and his passion about, you know, taking care of people and helping them navigate right. those waters was just, that catching that in his early thirties, that a legacy is not made through things; it's made through people. And yes, I love I loved hearing that. that was true, fun. true servant leadership, right? Mm-hmm. Is is helping others 
in that in that form or fashion, which I just his heart is definitely there. I just it was neat, and I know that we're on a podcast, but it was neat to even talk with him and watch some of the motion come out in his face. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw it or not, but it just it was great. He's very passionate about some of the things he talked about, and it was great to see it come through his face and just listening to him was just. I'm super excited for him. Yeah, I think it's important. What I what I really enjoyed being, you know, I've I've always loved technology. I love tinkering and playing and stuff like that. And I've I've dabbled in IT junk and mm-hmm. then ran away. But uh, <laughs> that's why Thomas. that's why I know guys like Thomas. So I can help guys like you, right? right. <laughs> I'm the middleman. I, I appreciate I you, Jason. Um, but um, you know, just that role of we perceive technology as not just the next new shiny toy, you know, mm-hmm. status symbol or, you know, image or anything like that. But um, we've always, we always view technology as what will take me higher, faster, mm-hmm. you know, and further for longer or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, you know, it's just, we see it as growth. And yet here's Thomas going, you know, we just need to slow down a little. Mm-hmm. And really evaluate the pros and cons. Does this really help me win? Right. Um, and, and it's hard to overlook or set some of those things aside, like image, and mm-hmm. you know, and you know, I, I got to have that that watch or that phone or right. that <laughs> whatever it might be, and just really slowing down, going, how does this help me win? Mm-hmm. And what are the consequences of it? Because technology is not perfect, right, at all. And, so. and and I mean, for for some of you guys that are more in the IT world, like having the next shiny object is a thing for you. But I got to be honest with you. I'm not always there. Like it's, it's like, really, do I really need it? Like, and so it's interesting how everybody, you know, depending on what field you're in, the next new shiny thing is definitely a real thing, but it's not necessarily always that necessary. And I, like you said, I I really appreciate his ability to go, Hey, let's make sure that this is what you really want and, and, and better for the bigger picture. Right. Because I'm going, it's a, is it a necessary evil? Because I'm not so fond of the fact that I have to buy this expensive thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Is it really going to do, what is it, what is it really going to do for me that I can't currently do with what I've got? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cause it's, it's good. It's not cheap. That world is not no, cheap. It's not. Like it's there, not. every new toy that he probably works on is a significant penny. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And like you said, like this stuff changes all the time right. in that world. Right. So, well, and if um, you know if you're listening out there and kind of tuned out toward the end of that interview, I hope that you'll maybe go back and listen to some of that about the security aspects mm-hmm. and kind of where technology is going. That um, uh, I mean, security is such a a big overlooked thing in our lives right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm horrible at it. I don't. I mean, I've still got. Well, you know, uh, Apple devices now will show you passwords that have been overused. Oh, really? And like one of them was like, this password's used on 173 sites. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. One of those has got to be hacked at some point. Right. You know? <laughs> and uh, Well, you know, I'm sure they have an, an AI algorithm for to run those passwords. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. He was talking about having, you know. Yeah, they do it all the time. So. Yeah. Yeah, and so thinking through that in terms of, um, you know, like Thomas was saying, this is we're building our legacy, mm-hmm. and that is so much dependent on technology these days that we've got to keep that that side of our businesses, that side of our families, our personal life safe. Mm-hmm. We really do, and yeah. so um, pay attention to that. Yeah, that's good. Well, and um, it was great. I'm glad that we 
can get his information out there mm-hmm. because you know there's you you never know when you need a good uh, guy like Thomas to be able to call and hey I need help with something. Um, so I mean my mother in law just the other day called me and goes hey. I got this guy who wants me to deposit money from an email or something on his, on her computer. And right. it, I went over and said hello and then hung up the phone. So, <laughs> Yeah, that uh, you, you definitely want to build relationships with guys like Thomas before. Yeah. Because once the dumpster fire hits or yep. the security breach happens, right. it's too late. Yeah. It's and too let, late. let me be clear. I hung up the phone on the guy, not my mother-in-law. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a good. Thanks for that distinction. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was like, oh, that didn't. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's those security breaches. It's a real thing. It's yeah, a real thing. Absolutely. So, so. well, hey, um, thanks for tuning in today. Be yes. sure you like and subscribe. And it's always good um, hanging out with you, Jason. I'm yeah. looking forward. I'm looking forward to some people being able to listen to Thomas and. Absolutely. So, and always know you're, you're welcome to email us. Um, there's a oh, there's yes. an email address in the show notes that if you want to send us a note, if you got some questions, a potential interview, anything like that, we'd love to hear from you. Let us know what you like or what you'd like to hear more of or less of. Yeah, or like great that. feedback. So, hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Y'all take care. Thanks, Jason. See you next time, Chris. Bye.